the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever. Alex Monaco chilling with Liv Moods on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. Liv, we're middle of the summer-ish. How are we feeling? How are the bets? How's life? You know what? Betting-wise, I have definitely like cooled off. I've taken a little bit of a break, which I have to tell you is very strange. And it feels like I went to Jamaica with some girlfriends, some, some females that work in the sports industry. And we all just kind of unplugged and just relaxed. And I just felt like I was missing something. I was like, this is just so abnormal. And you know how this industry is and what we do. It's like, this is the calm before the storm. Like once the NFL ramps back up again, um, I saw a tweet that's already talking about, obviously the abs won the Stanley cup. So Denver's been popping and they're already tweeting like October hockey's back. And I'm like, dear God, we just finished, but it, it really is the calm before the storm. So I've been trying to just, take it in, relax, you know, spend time with the family, get some sun. Um, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm kind of itching for the NFL to start. Cause I feel like this dead period just feels uncomfortable. I'm not used to having my life be this calm. It's kind of creepy. Actually. I'm not saying it's cause the Rockies are in the bottom of the NL West. <laughs> yeah. We don't even no. care about baseball. No, look, it's a great it's, time yeah. for Colorado sports. This is the calm before the Russell Wilson and resurgence i'm rooting for them i I hate to hate denver because they're in my division but they're just such a well-run organization but speaking of the nfl we did have some news we have baker on the move of course our boss colin loves to talk baker here we have a fan duel update on total wins now Went from five and a half to six and a half live on fan duel for the panthers total wins next year are you feeling over with Baker or under? And of course, it's not a done deal because Darnold's there, uh, Corral's there. It's a quarterback competition for sure. Yeah, and I think anytime you've got a quarterback competition, it does make me a little nervous about where that chemistry is going to be and kind of what that's going to look like. 
Um, you know, I lean taking the under just because I feel like I need a year to see what that chemistry is and to see who's starting in that starting QB spot. Um, interestingly enough, we have seen this Panthers team though, you know, Cam Newton kind of thrown back into the mix, kind of felt like a last minute, like let's do this. You know, we've got a good QB. Now we're going to, you know, make some money moves. And at first it was really great. And, and they were really putting on a show and looked really nice. And then kind of just became the Panthers again, where they just get forgotten about, to be honest with you. So is Baker Mayfield the missing piece for this Panthers team? Potentially. Um, I think Baker is going to be playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. Um, and we can get into that when we talk about the week one matchup that he will be playing against his former team. But I think he kind of has a little bit of a mojo and a mindset this year of, you know, maybe he feels wronged or maybe he feels like it wasn't handled the way it should have been. And, um, you know, maybe he really loved Cleveland and now he's leaving. And so there could be a little bit of animosity there. And that, uh, that sometimes that actually helps the QB have a really standout season is when they kind of feel like they've got something to prove and maybe Baker's in that spot. But I do lean under just because, as you mentioned, it, we don't know if Baker's going to be the starting QB. Obviously, Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield, they may be going at it trying to fight for that spot. And that can affect the chemistry of a team. And we know that chemistry is half of winning. So I, I, I don't feel confident taking the over, but I did see your video where you were like the greatest salesman in the world and you <laughs> had most enthusiasm in the world about taking the over six and a half wins for the Panthers. So I might tell you, but right now I'm leaning under just because we don't know for sure what that QB spot looks like yet. Yeah. It, first thing is, it's fascinating to think that two quarterbacks taken top 10 from that draft class are now on the same team competing wild. for a starting spot, which is wild. Uh, but I'm looking at a couple things. I like the thought and the pairing of Matt Rule, the head coach, who's a college coach by nature with Baker, who really, in my humble opinion, runs a college offense a little better than a yeah. Stefanski pro offense. I like that element. And then the schedule this NFC South isn't that competitive of a division. Atlanta's in a humble rebuild. Of course, you got Brady and the Bucks. They're going to run away with the South. But we don't know what Jameis Winston with the new lack of stigmatism is going to be under center. And then they get to play the Browns, who more than likely will not have their starting quarterback week one. They play the Giants. They play the Lions. They play the Seahawks. They play Trubisky Steelers. That to me is a team that could go in the 17 game schedule, seven and 10. So it's not super glamorous, uh, of course, uh, of a futures, but I like kind of what you alluded to the Baker bounce back. Yeah. Everything Colin has talked about. Can he be Baker 2.0, if you will? Can he button up his professionalism a little bit? Maybe yeah. the the sponsorships and the commercials go down a little. Maybe it's a little more football. A little less, less commercials, more wins, Baker. Come on. Yeah, man. I mean, what's Progressive going to do? He's not, not in his home anymore. He's going to go right. from a house to an apartment. So it's going right. to be interesting. But yeah, I think this team, they're not terrible. They have some weapons between Anderson and Moore and McCaffrey. If they can stay healthy, they do have some playmakers. And I think for Baker's offense, last thing I'll say, it's all about catering to his strengths like it is with most OCs. And quarterbacks and can they ask him to not try and do too much but first things first he's gotta outperform Darnold in training camp and I don't hate Darnold I still believe in Darnold on some level so it's gonna be fascinating I wish he went to the Seahawks but for future sake I'll take the over 
okay, I like it. I, you you might you might just persuade me over to that side, Monaco. I don't really like taking unders. I think they're uh, they're boring and they're nerve wracking. So you may you may convince me over there. All right. Well, let's shift gears to the NBA. I want to get your thoughts. The NBA favorites are out there. We're amidst free agency. A lot of talk. A lot of trades still on the table for some big names. But as far as NBA favorites go. We're looking at Celtics, Bucks, Suns, Clippers, Warriors in order. How do you feel about that? And then if you were to bet on a way too early NBA Finals team, who do you think? You know, right now my sleeper is the Clippers. Um, you know, I'm really, really eager to see what this team looks like with a healthy Paul George, with a healthy Kawhi. Uh, I think that's a huge game changer for them. And uh, yeah, so Clip Clippers right now may be my sleeper team. Um some may say that's not really a sleeper, but out of the ones you just listed, I would say that is my sleeper team. The Suns is an interesting one because I think everybody knows that that's just kind of a team in the NBA that I just like don't vibe with. It's not that I don't like the Suns. It's not that I don't like Devin Booker or Chris Paul. I actually love Chris Paul. Um, so that people just always say, you just got, you just got a thing against the Suns. I really don't. It's just, I don't think I have an emotional connection to any you know how you just kind of fall in love with players and you follow them to whatever team they're going to. I don't really have anyone on the Suns like that, so I think it's just a lack of an emotional connection. Um, nonetheless, I do it, think that the Suns right does now. Does that mean your Does that mean your team, Kyle Kendall Jenner? Then, if you got no emotional connection, I do like Kendall Jenner. <laughs> I do, and honestly, you know, I saw there for a second that you know Devin Booker and Kendall Jenner on the outs, and then they were seen together again. Who knows if the this, Kardashians- this, it's outrageous to say, but it affects my future's decision for, for what the Kardashians have been well, in the NBA. What I'm going to tell you is then Monaco, I did see some photographs of them hanging out on the 4th of July. So maybe the Suns are not the move for you with the futures market. Good to know. Good I'm to just know. saying, I'm just going to let you know. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is interesting because I think we, I'm very interested about the Warriors placement right now. I think you had mentioned their fifth, they're the fifth favorite which is interesting considering the season that they had, they just won the championship. They're bringing back the majority of their roster. Um, so interesting that they are placed where they're at. Um, interested to see the bucks. I think the bucks are, are kind of a, a, a safe option, if you will. Um, obviously we saw them lose, unfortunately to the Celtics, but with a healthy Chris Middleton, when Giannis has a little bit of help, I think it's a completely different story for them. Not sure how I feel about the Celtics. I kind of feel like they're going to have that hangover trickle into this season where it's like, ah, oh, you were so close. You didn't get it. Well, what did you I, think of the Brogdon move? Do you feel like that propels them a little bit forward in the East with the, with the point guard? Brogdon just doesn't. I, I, I like him. I've bet on his player props before he's made me money, but he isn't like a wow factor to me that he isn't something that I think the Celtics were missing. I don't know if you disagree or agree with that, but he doesn't feel like, oh, that's exactly what the Celtics needed and they would have won the championship. Like to me, it just doesn't feel like it was necessarily, doesn't feel like a bad move, but also doesn't feel like a great move. Like I just don't feel like it's going to do much for them. Um, so I don't know how I feel about the Celtics right now at this point. I do think the Lakers maybe, you know. Don't get me excited. You know, I know. I'm, try I'm really trying to keep you calm over here, but uh, – the Lakers maybe might be a good kind of a good futures bet to look at. Obviously we know that they had a very rough season. I can't imagine they have another season like that. Um, 
Lakers. I might, I might sprinkle on the Lakers, believe it or not, which is kind of surprising, but I just can't see LeBron James having a season like that again. Hopefully my God, um, Anthony Davis is healthy. Westbrook. What, we're hearing some trade stuff. Obviously we don't know what that's going to look like. I think that the Lakers are determined to have a much better season than they did last year. So might be worth a sprinkle. And I know their odds have already changed since the last time we probably did an episode. So might be something to look at before their odds continue to change with all these different moves and things happening. So, you know, long story short, I just rambled. I really don't know who I like at this point. It's really way too early. Um, but I think the Bucks are the safe bet and the Clippers are my sleeper. Yeah, I think two teams on each, each side. If I were to go east, I'd probably do Celtics Bucks. If I went west, I go Suns Warriors. Not super hot takey at all. Just two top teams on both conferences. But you know that. NBA, it's not like the NFL where you can get 10, 12 teams that can win in a year and, and win back-to-backs. Right. We already are narrowing down pretty much three teams in each conference. Right. And we have, to your Lakers note, watch the plus 2,000 futures drop to plus 1,200. And I want to kind of segue that into the KD Kyrie talks. Where are you on this combo of when to fire on futures and then when to time it with the KD and Kyrie market. Cause of course on FanDuel, you can't pick which team these, these players are going to. Right. I would imagine the futures market move for the Lakers because of Kyrie more than Durant. I mean, we live in this world as the national talking heads say that contracts don't even mean anything in the NBA. So with KD several years to go on his contract, who's going to step up. Do you have any leans on where he goes and starting with KD? And if you do, is there a team you want to nab on the futures market before them? Yeah, I think obviously KD personally, and this is what I read. So I don't know him personally. He didn't text me or email me this information. <laughs> so I'm just going based off of what I've seen, but it sounds like he personally expressed interest in wanting to play with the Suns. So I could see KD, um, you know, being a pretty good fit there. I think that would make that team very, uh, very tough to compete against. I think that, and I've talked about this a few times before. I think the culture um, with the Nets and in Brooklyn is just not a culture that's going to help KD win. I think at the end of the day, when you're a superstar like KD, you want to win a championship. And I just don't think he'll ever win in the culture that the Nets have right now. Now, where that culture came from, you could argue Kyrie, you could say it's just Brooklyn, you could say it's the coaching, it's the front office, whatever. I just don't think it is a winning culture in Brooklyn. And I think Katie is, he deserves to win. That's what, that's how I feel about Katie. So I would love to see him go to a team that's got that culture established, has that winning mentality, has that team mentality. And I think the Suns is a good fit for him. As for Kyrie, I think the heat would be a great move for him. I would really love to see him over there. Um, either there or the Knicks, uh, the Knicks, you know, that would keep him in New York. They've already expressed interest in him previously um, prior to this, this off season. So could be a good fit for him there. You know, obviously he's used to the New York fan base. Uh, it would be a very loud message to go to the Knicks leaving Brooklyn. In my opinion, I think it would send a very loud and clear message to Brooklyn and the fan base and the organization itself. So I could see him in New York and just sticking around with the Knicks. And then I could also see him with the heat. I think that the being in Miami would be a pretty good fit for Kyrie, but that's, that's how I feel about those two. And 
I would absolutely, if I have any sort of like inkling that he could potentially, that Kyrie could potentially go to the Heat, I would absolutely grab their odds before they change. Because I think the Heat are good enough to win without him. Um, and getting him would just, to me, be kind of a deal breaker. I think, I think that'd be great. So um, I would probably lay some money on the Heat with the, with the you know, thinking or assumption that Kyrie ends up there. Yeah, I'm nervous about whether Pat Riley, there's such a we and team mentality there for so True. long. Will they will they bring in, you know, a Revis Island type player, kind of an independent lad? I don't know. Here's what is interesting. And I just want to throw this out there because you like this team. You you were winning money on them in the playoffs. I don't see anywhere on this list we're discussing the Dallas Mavericks. If the Mavericks got into the Kevin Durant sweepstakes, how do we not consider firing on them? And this is the nice thing for those listening on FanDuel. You can fire on futures, and if the odds change, you can cash out for money earned. So if you take the, the Lakers, for instance, at plus 2,000, they moved to plus 1,200 after a Kyrie trade, hypothetically, you made money on the futures market. And so that's something the Fort would. Do you think if there was a far out team, because again, it's not like Durant can, he can tell and make suggestions to the GM of where he wants to go, but where they deal him. I think Mark Cuban, he's sitting there quiet right now. They lost Brunson. They have cap room. I don't know if they have the pieces per se. I don't know if the Nets want Dinwiddie back, but what say you on Durant to the Mavericks? I actually think Kyrie would be a better fit. I do. I really do. I mean, look, Jalen Brunson's gone. You've got you. I mean, he's too ball dominant, though. I feel like he's too ball dominant. It's him and Luca too. Like he is, but both him and Luca can can play both role of facilitator and and shooter. That's that we we know this about both of those players. And I think to have that have two guys on the floor as as talented as Kyrie and Luca they can flip back and forth from both roles to me would be incredible I think we would see a very fast-paced game from this Mavericks team highly offensive um I, I think Kyrie would be a good fit with the Mavs I mean Katie too obviously but I think I would like to see I think I would rather see Kyrie go to the Mavs than Katie go to the Mavs that's fair well I'm, I'm just playing Either way, though, okay. it'd be great yeah I'm Gonna be a homer here, and I'm gonna fire on the Lakers. Uh, this I is do it. Uh, look, I believe in Darvin Ham. I think he's a culture shape shifting head coach, a leader of men. How he's already handled the Westbrook questions, how he's handled what he do with the personnel, I really like. I don't love that half the roster is clutch clients, but outside of that, I think they have a lot of moves to make. I think they might get lucky with a buyout or two. Not saying a Kemba, but but someone of that ilk, and then. Looking at the market, there's still a chance that Kyrie can get to this team. And if we're watching the market move from 2,200, maybe there's a world. I don't know that 1,200 is value, but I, I like the Lakers this season. Look, we remember when Jason Kidd was the coach of the Bucs. He couldn't get it done. They bring in Budenhoser, their championship team. Ham was on that bench. He sees a similar, I think, path. When you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, you got to have a shot. But I just... I'm I'm 
an odd believer. I'm a meditator. I'm visualizing this team bouncing back. I'm not a meditator. Too too oh, much promise, too much talent. Liv. Do you believe in the Lakers at all before we move on? I do. I actually do, Monaco, and I am willing to put money on it with you because I really, again, like I said at the beginning of this of this show, I cannot see LeBron James having a, the same season. And I, and I say LeBron James. LeBron James had an excellent season. I'm not trying to downplay what he did, but he is a leader and he has proven that on every team that he's been on. To me, he is a rally the troops type of guy who's not going to allow them to have the season, reciprocate the season that they had last season, this upcoming season. So yeah, I absolutely, I'm with you. I think that it's, it's worth a sprinkle and especially worth a sprinkle before um, the Lakers potentially acquire Kyrie because you know, those odds are going to change and you're not going to make as much money. The value will not be there anymore. So yeah, before that trade happens, I'm sprinkling. And if the trade happens, I'm doubling down. There you go. Let's go. All right, let's shift <laughs> and, and wrap with rookie of the year. I know you got some strong feelings about this class. Chet is the favorite right now, plus 360 on FanDuel. Bancaro next at plus 440 on down the list. Who do you like for R-O-T-Y? Yeah, I will. Ne- this early on, I will never take a favorite. I just won't. Like the value's not there. Obviously, so much can happen between now and when Rookie of the Year is announced. So, to me, if you are going to attack the futures market this early on, you've got to look for value. Uh, to me, the value lies with Jaden Ivy. I love this guy, and I'm not just saying that because he had the most tender, wonderful moment with his mother when he was named a Detroit Piston, and I actually didn't know at the time that there was some history there with, with Detroit, with the city of Detroit. Obviously, his mom played for the Shock. His dad grew up in Detroit. His grandfather played for the Lions. So there is some deep-rooted um, family ties to that city. And I think that's only going to help his game and help his performance. I think when you're going to play for a city that you love and that loves you, I think there's naturally just going to have that immediate chemistry there. Um, we saw the Pistons have a very successful draft. And uh, I think this is kind of a, an important year for the Pistons to maybe start not being the Pistons, if you know what I'm saying. You know, they were just kind of that team that you were just like, oh, geez. But I think that they're actually kind of an up and coming, maybe a sleeper, not saying they're winning a championship next season. But I am saying that I think we can see major improvements from this team. And I think Jaden Ivey has a, has a large there's a lot of space for him to have a superstar year in his first year, especially on a team like the Pistons. So loving him, um, loving the value with him. And that is definitely this early on, that is going to be my choice for rookie of the year. I like the Ivy pick. I'm rooting for him. Very likable guy. Hard to not root for him. The only thing is I'm nervous about is because Cunningham's there, they got a couple of young pieces. Is there enough stats to go around? I hate to say that word, but you look at the last few years, Scotty Barnes last year was needed to be productive for Toronto. Right. I'm looking at the board. I think Holmgren is needed, but I can't bet on a guy who's the real life Gumby, 160, whatever. I can't do it. I can't do it. He's too thin for me. I just, I, I, I need to wait to see how he goes against grown men that are filled out That's before crazy. I fire on him. That's a different story for sure. I think Ben Carroll, I know it's not value, but if you look at fit and stats and immediate impact, I think this magic team needs him to come in, you know, 17, seven guy in college, he can be that. And if you look at the stats of the last five, six rookie of the years, they hover around what he produces. So I think, Bancaro early on, again, he hasn't even made his rookie 
summer league debut he does tonight against Jabari, I believe. So that'll be interesting. But I just think Bancaro early on, again, it's way too early. We got to watch him play. But I love your Jaden Ivey pick. I'm rooting for him. I'm I'm a believer that the Pistons, when the Pistons are good, the NBA is better. And I know we're too young to remember the bad boy Pistons, but it's a great sports city that just doesn't get any love as of late. I agree. All right. Well, that is another episode of the best gambling show ever. Liv and myself are potentially buying into the Lakers. It's true. I'm I'm leaving in a good mood on this episode, Liv. You got me in a good mood over here. I'm so glad. Yeah, it's not (laughs) fake news. We are buying into the Lakers. And if they acquire Kyrie Irving, we're doubling down on the Lakers. There you go. Go for live. I'm Alex. Make sure to check out all things volume sports. We will be back soon on the best gambling show ever. See ya.